These last weeks of the liturgical year, which we are in, are leading up to the solemnity of Christ the King, which is the last uh, great crescendo of the, the year. So it culminates in this great feast of Christ the King, which will be next weekend. I'm not going to be here next weekend, so I'm going to talk a little bit about this sort of idea of the end, looking at our final end, our final destiny. We come before the Lord, and we know when we die, we'll be judged. And the question is, what are we going to be judged upon? Jesus will have one question for us. One question. And, you know, before this question, all of our lives will be laid bare. Everything, everything we've done, everything we've lived, all our values, all the things that we've lived for will be evident to us and to the Lord. Now remember, Jesus does not ask questions because he doesn't know the answer. He asks questions because he wants the one who's asking, the one he's asking the question of, to ponder that and think about what is my response, what is my answer. Christ will lay bare our entire lives by asking, do you love me? Do you love me? The church gives us these weeks to think about and ponder our lives and ask ourselves, am I ready to meet Jesus? Am I living in such a way that I'm ready to meet him? Uh, do I... Do I love the Lord? Do I love Jesus? Am I faithful to Him? How does my life demonstrate that I am following Jesus and living for Jesus? How is that demonstrated by the things that I do? And am I happy with the answer? Am I happy with what I see in my life? Obedience to the Lord in all things allows us to live in freedom. But sometimes we don't feel that, right? We feel it's a challenge for us. We feel just the opposite, that it's a restriction or we're conflicted, and maybe we feel that the church is trying to tell us what to do or control our lives. It's not about me or the church controlling us. It's not about the church or myself trying to jerk you around. It's simply asking the Lord, am I ready to meet you? Am I ready to, to give my life for you? Have I, have I really followed you in my life? Jesus says to us, you are my friends if you do what I command. When we resist Jesus' commands, I think sometimes we have good reasons. At least they seem like good reasons in our minds. We, we uh, don't always have everything figured out. And so our life is this process by which we go along and we're, we're converted. Hopefully, over, as time goes on, we, are, we have these moments of conversion. We have moments where we struggle through something. Um, but it's, it's something that we have to keep working at and keep pondering. Otherwise, if we ignore Jesus' commands, we ignore his call to us, it's a dangerous game of chicken, in a sense, with our salvation. Wisdom says to us, those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some shall live forever, others shall be an everlasting horror and disgrace. These are kind of stark words for us. It's uh, challenging. We don't necessarily like those kind of words. Sometimes we have a hard time accepting the consequences of believing and following Jesus' commands. If I believe abortion is wrong, for instance, or if I believe Jesus' teachings on marriage, if I believe in the Eucharist and it's truly Jesus, if I believe that all people of every race, of every class, saint or sinner, is created in the image and likeness of God and is worthy of love and respect, what are the consequences of these kind of beliefs? Maybe, maybe I have someone I love who doesn't, necessarily believe all of these things. And so I'm afraid that by believing them myself, 
I'm going to disrupt that relationship. There's going to be a, a disconnect in that relationship, and I fear that. It's a valid fear. But we need to keep the perspective that at the end of time, the end of our lives, when we go before the Lord, if we have preferred a friendship, or if we preferred someone, even a family member, to Christ, if we've put things before Christ in our lives, that's going to be something that the Lord takes into account. And I'm not exactly sure how he works out all the details there. That's up to him. We aren't saving anybody by joining them and turning our back on the Lord. Sometimes this is a hard reality for us to deal with. We don't help our friends or our family members by, by turning away from Jesus. The best thing that we can do for them is to follow Jesus, to be a friend of Jesus, to follow Jesus with everything that we have. And that doesn't mean that we hate someone or we spurn them or we disown them because they don't believe in Jesus or they don't believe the things that Jesus has taught. Disagreement with a loved one doesn't mean that we don't love them. Jesus says, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him. So it's a reminder. Sometimes it's not easy to follow Jesus. It's not easy to live what Jesus asks us to live. When we have people in our lives who oppose Christ and his teachings, we have to pray for them. We have to love them. We have to always continue to invite them to be with Jesus, to follow Jesus. And at the same time, resolutely and faithfully testify to Christ by our lives. This is, of course, much more challenging than just saying, okay, you believe this or you think that? Fine, no problem, I'll go along with that. We, we don't always have that certainty of when I stand up for Christ and what he believes, I don't know how people are going to respond to that. I don't know how people are going to respond to me if I do this. But we do more for them by doing that than choosing to just ignore that and let them live in sin or some uh, way of life that doesn't really help them to know Jesus. Ultimately, the best way we can help them is to live a faithful life in Christ. It's not as though by spurning the church or her teachings that we are in some way avoiding the truth that comes from those teachings. I'm not trying to run a campaign here to vote for the Catholic view on things. I'm just trying to say that there's a lot of heartache that comes when we turn our back on Christ. And we don't always see that right away, but that's where it leads us. It leads us to a place of darkness. And why do I keep challenging people to believe what Jesus teaches? Because it is then that we can really help, whether it's ourselves or a loved one, overcome their sins, overcome anything in their life that opposes Christ and his gospel. Jesus does not hate sinners. The church does not hate sinners. We love them, and we want to help them. If we're honest, we ourselves know of our own sins. We've had experiences of God's mercy, and so that's why we're so excited and want to share that with other people. The church isn't about... uh, you know, condemning people. She's about inviting people to the truth, to live in the freedom that God gives. And the church is not being a good mother if she doesn't call after those lost sheep and try to bring them back to the fold. You know, I might think of a doctor. If a doctor isn't willing to talk to a patient and tell them the reality of their disease, you know, if I just say, well, I'm okay, you've got cancer, but we're not going to do anything because I think I have a great tolerance for cancer. I think it's okay. You know, I'm not helping that person. I'm not giving them 
what they need. Part of how I love Christ is to shepherd souls. And part of how we are called to love Christ together is to patiently accompany family members or friends who have a different belief than what Christ teaches. We do not help them by sharing their belief. When we do that, we become the lost sheep. Now, I know this is challenging. It's difficult. It's a difficult aspect of our faith that we are called to stand apart at times. So much of our upbringing as Catholics, even in today's world, is about choices. And we've been told we can choose. We're told we can believe whatever we want. And that's true, we can. But there are consequences to those choices, right? And we don't get to choose which consequences happen. When we make a choice, those consequences come with that choice. And it's not always something that we see right away. So today in the, in the church's readings, she invites us to reflect on our final end, whether we are ready to face the Lord, to answer the question that Jesus will ask us, do you love me? And so I challenge each of us to look at our own lives honestly. How do we feel that we're doing? How is our life reflecting that answer to that question? Where do we see discrepancies? good for us to do this, to think about these things, to ponder them, and to make that change if we need to, to make a change, or ask for the grace to make a change, or maybe ask for the grace to help our loved ones, family and friends, who need our help, who need our prayers. This is a good thing for us to do. It's good for me, it's good for you, good for all of us. So I pray that we never question that God loves us, that we always know that, and we remember that always, even in the dark moments, but that you will also always be willing to let go of anything that stands between you and Christ that is not of Christ.